0: gang welcome back to mage wars mondays my name is rick perez from let's level up scott is not with us here but the indomitable one is and at the end of the day he's all that really matters in the show if i'm just being honest with myself
1: say hello i did have someone say they could listen to my voice all day which uh while super flattering was also kind of weird
0: (laughs) yeah yeah i would uh i think i think i've talked about that before but i I eat that stuff up all day it never happens but if it ever were to happen i could see myself just carrying that card around forever
1: well part of it made me think that i should clearly uh record myself reading children's books and stuff yeah
0: (laughs) that would be good get some voiceover work for you and call pixar up or something um, so we're here to talk today about Academy, and um, since we're minus Scott, we wanted to talk about something that Aaron's worked a lot of, been a lot of hard work on, uh, and that is Academy. Um, but uh, before we get into that, buddy, how are you doing? It's been—it seems like it's been ages since we've talked.
1: Uh, it definitely feels that way. <laughs> it definitely wow. feels that way. Um, yeah, this is just that weird part of the year where either it feels like you have tons of time and you can do everything. And then literally the next day it's like, nope, never mind, The world's ending. There's stuff coming out of the woodwork. Everything has to be done now. And then the day after that, it's like, nope, we're calm again. So (laughs) Uh,
0: that's exactly what it's like. I mean, for me, I've got, I'm doing 60 plus hours at my office right now and trying to finish my degree and manage a a three kid family. It's just, there's a lot to do. uh but i'm here to talk uh we all are to talk about um our favorite game my favorite game the greatest game mage wars and specifically mage wars academy so when we get into it aaron why don't you talk a bit at a high level if somebody if i just came up to you on the street and i said hey what's the difference between mage wars academy and mage wars arena what would that be
1: well um the the first big thing is uh Academy was designed to be more like a card game, um, whereas Mage Wars Arena is this sort of fusion of you know a bit of a board game, a bit of uh, minis, a bit of card games and kind of all mashed together. Mm-hmm. Um, Academy is meant to be uh, meant to feel more like a card game. So the the first thing that's noticeable to anyone who plays, Arena obviously is there's no board. Um, the spatial element, uh, you know, moving stuff around, having the various zones, that's an important concept to Mage Wars. But uh, what we really wanted people to get used to with Academy uh, was really the core of the game, which is uh, using the spell book, picking, uh, picking your actions, being able to. Um, you know, decide your strategy up front. And then um, at the same time, you know, uh, you know, various other things like, you know, how do you read an attack bar? Uh, you know, how does armor work? Some of the kind of core functionalities that none of those are dependent on movement. Um, and then we also wanted, you know, uh, things like, uh, you know, how enchantments work. That's something that you – want to get used to so the biggest difference is um, the lack of movement and then because of the lack of movement um, the general game flow was able to be streamlined so that instead of having a game that takes you know an hour to an hour and a half on average (laughs) um, you have a game that takes about 30 minutes um, if you're if you're able to be taught the game from someone experienced, um, first game should go pretty smooth and pretty quick. If you're trying to teach yourself, the first game will go a little longer. there's there's a lot of information. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of there's still a lot of options. Things we did um, with Academy was we cut down the spellbook size um, and so even, even the Academy spell books, which are far smaller than uh, arena spellbooks, there are still tons of options you have um, if I remember correctly the suggested Academy spokes are both about 30 cards and because of the nature of mage wars you have access to those at all times so you have basically 30 cards worth of information um, to process at a given moment um, and where that's that's remarkably better than, uh, arena where you have, can have 60 plus cards. Um, it's, it's still, it's still a lot going on. Sure. Um, so if you're, you're learning the game, uh, yourself, then that first game can take a bit longer. However, um, the flow of the, the game turn. um, we tried to streamline the steps, so there are um, there are some of the finer the finer points that we removed to speed it up. You know, things that would things that would often not come into play um, weren't used in Academy because we were trying to make sure that it would be um, streamlined and and be able to go smooth. Uh, when I say that you know the game averages about 30 minutes. Um, I know that Matt and I, Matt's a uh, gentleman who works here at AW, um, and he he helped out a lot with the development work on Academy, um, but he and I could finish a game in 15 to 20 minutes, um, and then when I've done demos for people at the shows so far this year where we've had Academy, um... Generally, people finish their games in about a half an hour to about 40 minutes. Yeah, and uh, I, so... I've, I've seen that same
0: timeline myself. It's about a about a half hour. You get those players who are really thinky and get me. There could be a little bit of AP in wars. I think, at the end of the day. And, you know, you can see that uh, when you get one of those players to the table. It could tend towards that 45-minute mark, but still about half the time, if not uh, more um, than uh, a typical game of arena.
1: Yeah, and, and that's part of the that's just part of the nature of the game. Um and, and that's something that we were definitely going for, is we wanted we wanted to be able to provide a Mage Wars experience that while streamlined and while playing in a faster pace would still be able to give you that core of what Mage Wars is, which is you know, that ability to to choose your strategy as you need it, that ability to use the spell book, the 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 the, the tactics and and you know decision making are all there. Mm-hmm. Um, but we just tried to streamline it so that you could play the game in a faster time frame, play the game on a smaller space, play the game with fewer um, you know tokens. I mean, there's no there's no board. The base set only has two different conditions. Mm-hmm. Um, now there are, mm, excuse me, there are some tokens, and there are obviously damage tokens and stuff. So there's still some tokens and things, but there's only two different conditions. There's no board, um, and you have uh, a set of smaller dice. Um, we didn't use the um, the same size. Um, because we wanted it to be, all be able to fit into the box. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, that's something else I thought was super cool Is I was building, I was using the preview copies we had to build some demos to take to Gen Con and go, hey, you know, this, you know, people can learn an Academy. And when you fill up the two spell books that it comes with, you can just put them right back in the box and you can put them in there and all your tokens are going to fit right next to them and your full book fits on top of that.
0: Yeah, very um, portable,
1: man. It's yes, awesome. The, the, the tokens slide around a bit because they're tokens, I mean, they're... <laughs> um, but <laughs> it's, it was super cool that we were able to get all of that stuff to fit right back into the box and then you're able to you know, take two spell books with you Um, And it's just, it's much more portable than um, Mage Wars Arena. And that was something that was always kind of in the back of our mind, but I'm not going to take credit for all of that. Um, uh, The guy who does production for us, uh, John, um, he, he you know, worked with our manufacturer and made a fantastic box, and everything fits in there amazingly. So they did a great job. Um, and on top of that then the way it was designed it all worked together so Um, but that's the biggest thing with it is that we wanted to give an experience that really felt like mage wars in a smaller space in a faster time and and with fewer fewer barriers to entry fewer things to learn generally uh, simpler stuff than uh, a lot of arena cards
0: yeah i mean i think that's a a great synopsis of the game i mean overall um to me one of the things that makes mage wars itself so unique arena now um is that is that that it is a meshing of that tabletop miniatures game and something like magic the gathering um it's just it's so versatile and it's so tactile and there's so many different opportunities and if you take Academy thematically, it just transitions so well, you know. Now you're now you're the mage that's learning how to do things, so it's not going to be nearly as complex. The arena isn't going to be nearly as big. Um, I think if I had, I don't know, I wouldn't even know if I call it a complaint. Academy is is designed to do what it's designed to do. One thing I really miss though in Academy is that movement aspect. Um, So it's I think it's one of those reasons why I would if I got the chance to pick one or the other to play I generally would always pick arena Um, One because I've been playing it for a long time and two. There's just a lot um, I don't necessarily know if there's more You you know, yeah, I I think I can safely say that there are are more avenues um, for for shenanigans and there's more avenues to be trixy and all sorts of things and confuse yourself because that whole element of the arena actually exists and when you take something like domination you take that and you magnify it times a thousand and now the tiles themselves can actually have ability powers and things like that it's just really really good so academy mage wars without the movement um is is um i think it's a good uh, a summation of it let's talk quickly about the uh, the actual two mages that come within the first academy core set which is going to be the Beastmaster versus the wizard which of course you could pick up at any of your local game stores today is that right, Aaron? No. It's no. November. It's November. It, but um, I they don't, could probably I don't pre-order the exact it today. date.
1: <laughs> you should be able to absolutely pre-order it, but they'll um, they'll be in game stores in November. I I want to say uh, by about the middle of November, but I'm not positive. Okay. Um. But but definitely November, and I'm I'm really looking forward to like. The response I got from people who picked it up at Gen Con and people who played it at Gen Con was was overwhelmingly positive. And mm-hmm. thank you guys. I mean, uh, I was talking to the guys from Arcane Duels, and they're like, "Yeah, no, we really liked um, we really liked Academy because um, I know when we had them on the show, I was giving." Uh, Justin? No, Nathan. I was giving Nathan a hard time because he, um, he thinks that he was super brutal on Academy because they have a fantastic set of uh of videos that is Nathan going through the cards one by one and talking about what each one of them does and how he feels it plays in uh, Academy and how he feels it plays in Arena. Um, and those were great videos. Um, and like, no, we just wanted you to know that we really liked it, even though Nathan was kind (laughs) of brutal. And I'm like, no, Nathan was honest, and I appreciate it, Um, but it's always good to hear I should say, it's always good to know that people have really enjoyed this, because uh, like, I was joking with them that, you know, this project basically, you know, kind of ate six months of my life. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, obviously not the only thing I was doing during that time, but there been a lot of work on this to make sure that it was something good, something that I mean, was really going to, to be worthwhile to our players. And yeah. I'm glad to see that people, uh, that it connected with people, that people really liked it.
0: Oh, um, man, you guys... And I'm excited
1: yeah. Go ahead. to see when the full release happens, to see more responses from people.
0: I mean, it's such a great product, and it's such a great entry to an amazing universe. And I and I think that um, you know not to uh, not to make this a giant love fest for a podcast about Arcane Wonders for people who love Arcane Wonders already. You know, but <laughs> uh, you, you, everything you guys do is awesome. I think at the end of the day, and uh, I know I wouldn't be nearly as vocal about that if I didn't actually mean it. So, um, so there's that. Uh, so let's talk about the different mages. You got two mages here in this course. Sure. We have the Beastmaster from Kelsar Grove, uh, Kelsar Grove rather. Um, he's a Wood Elf. Are there any other mages that are um, that are Wood Elves? The original Beastmaster is a Wood Elf. The original Beastmaster is a Wood Elf as well. Why did I always think he was just a scruffy human?
1: Uh, because he's like super scruffy, so I don't think you see his ears oh that makes sense it's one of those weird things like he's an elf and then the priestess is an elf yeah and because their ears are long hair it doesn't necessarily look <laughs> out that they're elves Yeah. actually I... now that I'm looking at it almost every mage in in uh, arena their head is covered in some way so you would never see their ears yeah <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So unless you're doing, like, World of Warcraft elves where their ears have a three-foot wingspan, um, then... Just not practical not for combat. combat. No, not at all. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so um, the, all the mages here in Academy are going to be level four uh, mages. Um, and this guy particularly is going to have the following attributes. He's going to have 40 spell points, 24 lives, zero armor. He'll have a channeling of seven, and it'll start with zero mana. Of course, he's trained within the nature school and uh, really anti-fire, uh, just like the other Beastmaster. Um, and he has one of the coolest active abilities, I think, in the game, or in the entire uh, Mage Wars universe. His active ability is called Stir the Beast, and it says that once per round, when the Beastmaster summons a level one animal creature, he may pay one mana to have it interplay active instead of inactive. Let's arouse the beast that he can just do... Once per round, whenever he summons any creature. It may not be as good as quick summoning in the grand scheme of things, but it is still really cool. And especially when you're looking at the world of Academy, that's a super powerful ability um, because there are a lot of really cool
1: creatures that you can bring into this thing. Um, yeah, he, he has access to a bunch of creatures that are very good to, uh, to stir. Um, and what's really cool is one of the things that we had talked about and... Um, I'm curious to see if someone wants to actually try this out, but one of the things that we had kind of joked about was that if you wanted to play a two-on-two game and one person has an arena mage and then their partner has an academy mage, you effectively have a master and apprentice thing going on and then you can uh, try and play That'd be be pretty interesting. Now, like I said, (laughs) I didn't have a chance to to do too much with it, so but uh, it was always something that we thought would be really cool to to sit there and be able to do that.
0: That that almost sounds like a call to arms to the people in the on the forums. You see, guys, somebody check that out. It's play not testing. a challenge, but, it, but, but you know, <laughs> if they want to, they're totally. Yeah. I'll make it. I'll say it's a challenge. I mean, my word goes nowhere, but, uh, you know, if you're listening to this now, <laughs> get a two-versus-two game going and play that with the apprentice and the master and let us know how that works because that sounds like it would be a lot of fun. All right, so um, let's before we get into some of their spells and whatnot, let's take a look at the uh, wizard. So the wizard is going to be from uh, the Sistara Academy. Where's that at,
1: Aaron? Um, it is somewhere inside of Sordilidge, which is the uh, the country to the west. Yes, to the west of Westlock. Cool. Um Basically, between Westlock and the ocean on the western side is sortilage and that's where that's where wizards come from <laughs> right yeah and so the sistarian academy is in there that makes sense so it's basically like a a,
0: a particular school of magic
1: like like uh, hufflepuff sort of, yeah, or gryffindor it's... uh well oh, no, i, I mean, guess those are dorms within to... the
0: one school yeah.
1: Not to not say not to pump up your Harry Potter analogy. But yeah, it's kinda like Hogwarts. I mean it's a it's clearly a school where you go to, to to hone your your magical ability. Awesome. Um it's actually if you want a picture of it, the cover of the Academy rule book, uh if I remember right, that's a picture of the Sistara Academy or part of it. So Oh awesome. The more you know. There you
0: go, man. You're dropping all kinds of little Easter eggs on this podcast. Alright, so this guy's abilities are 40 spell points, 23 life, 0 armor, 7 channeling, and a starting mana of 3. So, um, in normal Mage Wars you'd have a starting mana of 10, and then you channel up to whatever it is at your beginning of that first round. Um, so there's gonna be a pretty considerable mana advantage to the wizard starting out. Uh, Aaron, what's the the reason behind
1: that? Well, um... Part of it is obviously the, the flavor. The wizard is supposed to be more magically in mm-hmm. tune than other people, so in starting mana. The the other thing is a balance factor. Um, the wizard's ability, while being cool and fun, is nowhere near as awesome sure. as the Beastmaster's ability. Um, the Beastmaster, like, not going to lie the Academy Beastmaster's ability is uh, pretty dang amazing, and,
0: <laughs> yeah, it is. and
1: so the, 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 the it's a balancing factor there. I mean, the Wizard also has um, slightly <laughs> less life, um, so he oh, loses some life. His ability is not quite as good, uh, but he does get a, a little extra mana to start with, which is helpful because he he does have a bunch of uh, mid-range sort of creatures
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, and several of his things take a few cards to set up so so the, the he puts the extra man to good use yeah that makes sense i mean i like i like that it's it's a
0: way to both balance balance it mechanically and make sense thematically which is not often or that's not a, it's a that's not an easy thing to accomplish so seamlessly uh, so this wizard is trained within the arcane school and the air magic school so if you're used to the other wizard within the main arena you'll notice that you can pick whatever sort of elemental school you'd want for them however we took the or say we like i had anything to do with this, this but aaron's taken the the guesswork out of there and say that this particular guy here is trained within the air magic school which i think is interesting and a way to kind of um help Tailor that book. I guess help tailor the amount of cards or what kind of cards you're going to put into this first
1: set. Yeah, no, um, that d- definitely, that definitely uh, helps focus things. The other mm-hmm. part was, um, <laughs> we figured that if you're, if you're someone coming to the academy to learn how to do magic, they're not going to go. Okay, congratulations. We're going to teach you all four of these at once. No, they're going to start somewhere and. Wizards start by being taught air magic. Um, they can learn, obviously, oh. you know, as we've seen from the wizard in arena, learn other school, other elemental schools. But they start by being taught air.
0: Huh. So. That is very fascinating. <laughs> you know, I think I could talk about that for a while, but I'm going to move on. So we get to this guy's actual ability before we spend an hour talking about. Uh, The internal politics of uh, Sortly is. Um, So the Extend Magic ability is going to be the wizard's ability here in Academy. And it states that when you reveal an enchantment with the Dissipate X trait, you may pay mana equal to that spell's level to place one additional Dissipate token on it. Um, And Dissipate is going to be something that um, when all of your Dissipate tokens are removed from that particular ability the uh, enchantment is going to be over at that point. So it's going to fade as time goes on, and this is going to be a way way for you to basically extend that spell an additional turn.
1: It's a very cool ability there. Yeah, and there are definitely some... There are several Dissipate uh, cards in the set, um, and most of them are enchantments. And yes, it actually works... It's pretty sweet because it gives him the option to try and, you know, go for, oh, I'll extend this spell. But, I mean, he also has to keep in mind that if he extends a spell, he's paying more mana. But his opponent doesn't have to pay that mana if he wants to destroy that enchantment. Mm -hmm. So if you pay, you know, an extra mana to extend the life of your giant size... Uh, I don't have to pay that when I'm going to destroy it so you know there's a there's a certain thought there of hey you know do I think this is actually going to do I think this is gonna last its full duration to begin with and if it is do I think it's worthwhile next an round and oftentimes with the wizard it's a matter of um, oddly enough it's a matter of looking at your initiative Um, because uh, I love throwing out some of his his debuff spells um, that are Dissipate. And I sit there, and I look, and I go, okay, when is this spell going to uh, get destroyed by Dissipate? Will I have initiative on that round? And if I won't, then sometimes I'll pay the one extra just so that it lasts the next round, so then I'll be able to immediately put something out right after it gets destroyed so mm-hmm. it's it's pretty tricksy um but it's a lot of fun that's awesome And he, he does get to do crazy things like you know <laughs> giant uh giant sized people for extra rounds
0: <laughs> oh giant oh it's such a great spell scott did that to me in the uh in our playthrough that we did for the let's level up on youtube and it was uh it was fun but brutal <laughs> so let's talk about we we've We've mentioned that you know academy is a, is a kind of a gateway into the arena. So, what cards, Aaron? Do you feel if I could get a list from you, you know, top three, top five, maybe top thirty, depends on how much time we have. Which which are your favorite cards to take from academy and bring into the arena?
1: Favorite cards from academy into the arena. Um, I think uh, the easiest way to answer that is backwards actually okay i think one of the bet the biggest one of the cards that got the biggest boost out of academy that's from arena is the timberwolf so one of the things we do in academy is you'll notice most of the creatures are level one or two and there's a few level threes Anything that's level one and two is considered minor. Um, So like a minor creature is a creature that's level one or two. Um, And there are various enchantments that only work on minor creatures. Or sometimes they're cheaper uh, if the creature is level one or if the creature is minor, stuff like that. Um, So you take someone like the Timberwolf, who is no frills, just stats, and then you look at this set, and you go, "Oh, um, my Beastmaster, he shouldn't be using um, Battle Fury. He should be using Badger Frenzy, because it's two mana cheaper, and my Timberwolf will attack twice." Mm-hmm. Um, and then, Badger okay, Frenzy is one of my well, favorite cards in this set, I, I think. I actually in Academy. That is probably my favorite card. Yeah. Um, so outside smart. of Academy, it is still easily on my top list because it's, it does stuff like this. I, I like it both when you have a creature like the Timberwolf where he has a really solid attack and you're getting really good value out of it. Mm-hmm. And I also like it on things like the Darkfin Asp where you're going for an effect roll and it gives you a second chance on it. Also because it's... It's only two mana on the Asp. So, but... That's the thing, that's the first thing I'd keep in mind, is when you look at Academy, think of all those level one and two creatures, and then look at all the things that you might be able to do with them now. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying that they're, you're going to be able to go, oh my gosh, clearly this level one creature is, you know, God's gift to everything, and I will smash <laughs> all the faces with them. But this set does give you um, a lot of options. I mean, uh, uh, wolf's, wolf's Fury is amazing. Uh, melee plus one, piercing plus one. And if you're a level one creature, it costs one less to reveal. So uh, it can be really efficient. Um, but that's where I'd start, is look at those creatures, find the, the, the really solid ones, And keep them in mind as you look at the rest of the set. That being said, I think, first of all, I love dodge. Like, I love dodge. Yeah, dodge is awesome. I realize that it is, it is not an exciting spell. You don't sit there and go, oh yeah, I totally got dodges. No, that that does not happen. And if it does, you're excited about weird things. And I'm the one saying this. <laughs> but um, but the reason I love it is on a minor creature, it's a block for two mana. Like, you play it, and then you don't have to worry about its reveal, because you already paid for it. I especially love it because it's novice. And so anyone can get it. So going to that Timberwolf... Mm -hmm. Timberwolf is a 2 armor uh, 10 life uh, just rock solid oh so I can for 2 mana I'll block one of his attacks attack against him that's pretty great it has the same weaknesses as block does so you know when your opponent goes bam uh, fire blast Mm -hmm. other unavoidable you know, don't look surprised, <laughs> but it's just really efficient. Other than that, both spell points and mana. Um, me personally, I love what this set does for thought spores. Oh yeah. Because um, the the first thing you do is, is right now is you if you cast a thought spore, you're immediately going to put brace yourself on it. Because Brace Yourself is an amazing way to defend a Thought Spore. Well, right now, I'm really liking Dodge. Because it's an amazing way to defend a Thought Spore. And it does it just like Brace Yourself. It does it with a minimum cost in mana and spell points. Um, speaking of things that are great with Thought Spores... I'm a huge fan of Arcane Missiles. Um, It's an attack spell that targets three things in the same zone, um, and it can be up to one zone away. It's a two-die attack that's ethereal, unavoidable, and critical damage. Yeah. So, basically, you pick three targets, you roll two dice for each, and then they just take it. That's um, gonna which chew. Is awesome.
0: That's gonna chew through zombie hordes.
1: It has the potential. Now the problem yeah. is, you have to stand still. It's it's a full action. That's yeah. Um, so true. yeah. Yes, you're gonna chew chew through a zombie horde, but you have to let them get to where they're gonna bite you first <laughs> to do it. Um, it still may be worthwhile. But that's what I love about the thought spore. It's you know yeah. a level one or two in. Uh, incantation or attack spell, so the thought Spore's is like awesome, float slightly above you and shoot mind bullets at you. Mm-hmm. Um, because who cares if the thought spore, you know, had to spend a full action. Now, obviously, you don't, you don't want to do that every game, because generally, if a thought spore gets within range of your opponent, your opponent will figure out something to do against them. They're too good if unanswered. And answers for them are not, like every mage has access to something that's gonna beat up a thought spore. Sure. But apart from that, being able to sit there and go, nee 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 nee, pew pew pew, like (laughs) oh firing my lasers over and over again, um, that's fantastic, and that's one of the things I love. For the thought spore specifically. A
0: quick question on um, that. Just just for my own edification. How many how many thought spores will you run
1: in a in a deck? Uh personally I'd run two. Two. That's also because I find if I have to summon more than two of them, uh my mage is not doing what she's supposed to. Oh, that makes sense. Like that's the that's the inherent problem there, because if I spend too much time summoning them and my opponent comes up with a thing that kills them. Um, chances are he's smart enough, having seen me play multiple ones, that whatever he has to kill them should get him through several of them. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's generally my thought. That makes sense.
0: Well, we got time for uh, um, maybe one more card here from Academy. Do you want to mention sure. another one?
1: Sure, absolutely. See, now I'm looking and be like, oh my gosh, I have to find the perfect thing. Or two. One or two. Um, one but, or two. <laughs> well, okay. Two, uh, two I'll do. Um, The first one being Tangle Root. And the reason I mentioned Tangle Root is that I'm super proud that I put a card for the Druid in this set. <laughs> it's an enchanted vine. Um, So Tangle Root has Dissipate and it it makes them roll one less die on attacks for every dissipate counter on it. So when you first reveal it, they roll three less dice. Um, it is oh, amazing. That's amazing for the druid. It's it's pretty dang solid for the druid. Um, it's it's amazing against anything with a multi-strike attack. Oh, you're playing a dark fin hydra. Awesome. Um, for the next three rounds, he's basically null and void. <laughs> um, and and so anything that has some sort of multi-attack, whether it's that or sweeping or something like that, this is really great against. And then on top of that, it's a... It's a... So now I will say it's, if I remember right, it's the only vine enchantment... And if it's not the only vine enchantment, because I can't remember if bark skin is or not. Um, if it's not, more importantly, it's the only vine enchantment you will put on your opponent's stuff. So the minute your the minute your druid goes pop this vine enchantment, um, they will know what you're doing. <laughs> mm. But mm-hmm. at the same time, he's pretty dang solid. Um, it is pretty hilarious to, uh, um, you know, throw this out on, gosh, um, you know, throw it out on some some big, you know, rampaging creature. Um, like I said, anything with a a multi attack, or, um, and a lot of times, your opponent's mage is a really good target. Oh. Your warlock put on a lash of hellfire. Awesome. Uh, I may be flammable, but I'm gonna eat three of your dice until I can figure out a better solution. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> that's the that's the beauty of it is that it it can be really brutal, um, but it does fade over time. So keep that in mind. Oh, so and you're right about
0: um, you're right about barkskin. <laughs> barkskin is not a vine, so you are being. I didn't think it was. You are telling a lot, I think, whenever you do something like that. But it's hopefully by that time it's it's okay, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I would think that if you're going to do it, you're probably going to reveal it almost immediately, right? After doing it, um. So I guess I've been talking a lot about beastmaster stuff. I actually like a lot of the wizard creatures a bunch. Um, and I know people have been asking why we did the wizard in the first. Um, we actually, when we were designing this, we were working on all four of the mages at once. Um, the priestess, warlock, beastmaster, wizard. Um, and as we narrowed things down to, to what we wanted to make this set and what we wanted to keep working on, um, these two mages uh, ended up being the ones that we felt would go the best together for Academy. Um, and uh, the big thing there was if you, do, if you do a Priestess and a Warlock, then you end up um, all the Warlock spells are triple cost for the Priestess, and all the priestess's spells are triple cost for the Warlock. Um, and so we make sure that hey, if you want to grab this set and start customizing your spellbook, you have the most options. Uh, and then, um, just the way they were playing at the time, um, we felt that they were the best, um, the most finished, uh, the ones that would work out the best for the base set. Um, and just for note, the other two will be coming out. Um, and they should be coming out uh, beginning-ish of next year. Uh, I don't have an exact date, um, but we should we should see the priestess and the warlock uh, come out in the beginning of next year. Uh, and then it'll be a really great um, a really great slice of academy, and you'll have you know four different mages, and it'll all be able to you know work together and. I'm really excited for like... realize I said at the beginning, I'm super excited for, you know, the general release of this set to hear what people are saying, but at the same time, like, I've been working real hard on... Well, all things Mage Wars at the moment, but um, (laughs) I've been working really hard on the Priestess and the Warlock um, nailing down those finishing touches so that we can get them out... Uh, as well, and I'm really excited to see what people think of them. Um, I really like, I love both of these sets a lot. They have a lot of options for themselves, and they have a lot of options for arenas. So, all of that said, I feel I should, I should talk about a wizard card because I've been yammering on about the Beastmaster. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I love the Beastmaster, and there are still. Amazing Beastmaster cards I have not mentioned. So keep that in mind. Thinking about... Thinking about the um, Wizard. It's super tough just to name one, but... um, (laughs) I'd go with the Lightning Raptor, and that's because I love these... Like, I have had this conversation several times with... Uh, with various playtesters and stuff. Um, In Magic, there are, like, when they design stuff, at least in the past, they have designed with three players in mind, Uh, Timmy, Jimmy, and Spike. Timmy's a power gamer, and he wants big creatures and huge effects, and he doesn't care if they're, you know, costed too high or whatever, he wants to do the big cool thing. Um, And then Jimmy wants to combo things together, and and do crazy things and he's willing to play with some crazy awful card if there's a crazy combo for it um and then there's spike uh, who's a tournament player and evaluates every card uh, based on that level of advantage out of it and and how efficient it is so that being said at my heart I'm a Jimmy (laughs) I love combos and the Lightning Raptor, the Lightning Raptor is a card that rewards you for being able to kind of play with his his little gimmick. Mm-hmm. Um, he charges up over time. So if you're able to keep him around to c five counters, which is where he tops off at, not only does he have a, a five-die attack, which is fantastic for Academy and rock-solid in Arena, um, then he also gets Counter-Strike. So, basically, he becomes a giant ball of electricity, and whenever you hit him, he's going to shock you. Um,
0: yeah, he is devastated from a guy
1: who's gotten his face uh, kicked in because of that card. I'm a huge fan of that card, um, but it is definitely it is definitely a Jimmy style card. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, um, yeah I can see It so
1: rewards you if you're able to, to keep it going, and to do its thing. Now, and both mages have that sort of, a, a card like that. Um, a card that's like, oh, if you manage to to pull off its trick, then you get an awesome creature, just a, a strip awesome creature. Um, and those were super fun to make, and so I have a soft spot for them because I really love how they turned out. Um, and I love the Lightning Raptor because, yes, it says he's a bird... Let's face it; he's totally a dinosaur with feathers. <laughs> <laughs> and and you know, Sam Neill would you know, say that
0: they're the same.
1: <laughs> yes, that, that some dinosaurs evolved <laughs> along those lines. Yeah. Absolutely. No, he's he's super fun. So, that's 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 the one I'd pick for the wizard. Oh, that's awesome. The man. one I enjoy the most. <laughs>
0: Oh, cool. This is great, man. It's good to be back. It's good to be back in the swing of things again. We've had uh, two consecutive... Is this, is this two or three consecutive Mage Wars Mondays where we haven't missed one yet? Um, I don't
1: remember. Yeah. I know that we're on a consecutive streak. We're on a consecutive <laughs> streak. The combo
0: has not been broken again, which is great. And guys, we've uh, we've listened to your feedback. We've heard it. Uh, which, again, thank you guys for being so patient with us. Um, we really like doing this for you all. And uh, I definitely like being along for the ride, so to speak. And it's, uh, it's always great to hear that you guys want more. Um, so it's a nice problem to have. But again, yeah, I think everybody knows. And, and the Mage Wars community is one of the greatest gaming communities, if not the greatest gaming community that I've been a part of. Um, everyone's always so cool and just so understanding to know that we're all insanely busy. And um, it's cool to be back and great to have you guys. So Aaron, do you have anything you want to say to them before we uh, head off? No, I'm good. Sweet. All right, guys, on behalf of Scott, Aaron, and myself, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Mage Wars Mondays. Until next time, we bid you adieu and uh, hope you have fun playing Mage Wars and Academy and Domination and everything else under the Arcane Wonders umbrella. Thanks and game on.